Hey everyone, I'm back and this is Married to Medicine, my review of the episode. And let me just say this, I, I think for this episode and maybe for the entire season, this is not the good season for Miss Toya. Uh, Toya is showcasing a side of her that's not, that's not a good side of her. Now, we all know and have made comments, not just heavenly, Toya is a housewife. And she's in a group of women this season. The majority of the cast are doctors. Okay. The non-doctors would be uh, Anila or Anila, whatever her name is. And um, yeah, that's it. Anila, Anila. That's it. You know, the rest of the cast are doctors. Okay. Um, as far as the main cast, the women. Friends of the shows are not doctors. So we got, I guess, Lisa Nicole will be making her appearances and Carrie, you know, we saw her at the, uh, tonight um, and Quad. Okay. So the friends of the shows are not housewives. I mean, they're not doctors. So Toya is in a group of women with a group of women that are obviously professionals in their field, um, highly respected, highly regarded. and when it comes to the respect level of Toya, it's not quite there. I think there's an issue about the maturity. There's an issue about materialistic, um, her being very materialistic. And there's an issue about her being perceived as lazy. In this episode, as well as the previous episode, we have seen Dr. Eugene, who's been working long hours. During the pandemic, he's an ER physician coming home and cooking. <laughs> now, from my understanding, I, I know Eugene enjoys cooking. I think that that's uh, a, a, one of his favorite pastimes is to cook because um, he's always been cooking on this show. Always. he He's the main cook. Okay. Um. For, between, you know, for the household. Maybe he doesn't care for Toya's cooking. I don't know. But it just seems like Toya would make an extra effort to try to do more of the cooking so that when her man comes home, he doesn't have to cook. But child, okay. So we got Toya wants to host a little gathering with a few of the friends, Lisa Nicole and Carrie and Simone, because um, she wants to host a party with those that know how to turn up. So Dr. Jackie ain't invited. You know Heavily ain't going to be invited. Now, Heavily can turn up, but her and Heavily got into it last week. So, you know, she ain't going to be invited to this. So, okay. And Eugene is making these oysters. I think he's got, I don't know what he's putting on top of them. And he's putting them in the, um, on, the, on, the, on the pit. Um, I, I would love to try it. I like oysters. I would love to try it. I guess it's baked oysters or whatever you want to call it. They look good. So I, I would be interested in that. So um, everybody gets over to the house in the pool. They're talking. And they seem to be having a really good time. Everybody's genuinely having fun. Carrie brings up, she said, oh, it's interesting. You know, your house is so beautiful. And being back here in the pool kind of reminds me of, you know, back in the old days when you and Mariah used to come out here. And, you know, her and Mariah got into a fight at her house. So Toya's house is magnificent. I, I really, I mean, she has done a hell of a job, honey. It's good. It's a really beautiful home. Too bad it's on the market that she got on the market right now. But yeah, okay. 
Um, you know, they don't really talk about a whole lot. They talked about Lisa Nicole used to hang out with them and now she doesn't. I wonder if Lisa Nicole is still married. That's the question. I wonder if she's still married to Darren. I, I, I would like to know that. Um, Miss Simone, she's <laughs> hanging out. All of a sudden, she, I don't know, she kind of slightly slides off of the little thing that's in the water. You know, I don't forget what the little, I forget what you call them. Anyway, she's floating around in the water on these floaties, I guess. And then she slides off of it. And then, honey, her wig comes off in the water. Girl, that was so funny. Now, that was actually funny to me. I like that comedic moment. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for that. So then we end up going to Anila's house. Anila and her husband. Dr. Karen, I, I think his name is Karen. I, I don't really care for him. I've come to that conclusion. There's something about him that isn't, I don't know what it is, the way he, I mean, he, he's not a nice person. <laughs> okay. That I can see that. I can already tell he's not a nice person. I don't think he's easy to get along with either. I, I you know, initially I was wondering, I said, hmm, when I, when I first saw them, you know, like, okay, he doesn't, like he, he doesn't seem like he's very outspoken. But now that I'm hearing him more and more and the way he interacts with his wife, I'm getting the impression he's not that nice of a person and he's probably very difficult to get along with. That's what I'm picking up on with Mr. Dr. Karen. They're walking through the house and Anila is, well, she's, you know, got some complaints and stuff like that. And they got this the lady there, the interior decorated, talking about the lighting and how that has to be done. And Dr. Karen is like, look, we don't need all of that. We can get something for less than that. You know, he's he's really conscious about the amount of money that's being spent. And he finally, you know, lets Anila know. He said, look, we don't need all these things that you're doing. You're sitting up here turning into your mother. He knew how to get on under her skin. And she was like, I can't believe you're calling me my mom. He said, well, you're acting like it. Now, was she complaining? Was she nitpicking? Yes, she was. But I don't blame her. And this is why. You're spending millions of dollars on your dream home. You want it right. The, the first time and the only time. You want what you want in your house. But Dr. Kieran is a little bit, uh, he's uptight because he works in a field. Uh, he's a surgeon. He does, I think you call ocular something surgery. He works in a field where the surgeries are elective surgeries. Okay. So his clientele has diminished. He said he lost a good 90% of his income during the pandemic. So what he had and what he has now, is not quite the same. Now business is picking up. He said, that's great. A lot of people who scheduled back, you know, months prior are now, able to come in and get what they need well, what they want to have done so that's helping but he's still really budget conscious and he's like look we're not you know we're not going to do all of this you know he he was trying to reel his wife in but i don't think she was going for it so like i said his personality type mm -mm. he's not that easy to get along with he, he really isn't he you would think maybe a, a, initially in the first five minutes that oh he's nice he's whatever, but then you get to keep talking. He's a little snarky. Yeah. Don't care for him very much, at least, at least right now. Um, I almost forgot what's happened. So then we also, uh, we get the guys, uh, they go over um, to Dr. Con uh, Scott's house, uh, Scott's office. You know, it's uh, Eugene's coming over there. 
Eugene is there and Dr. Damon is there. Yeah, those are the only two that's there. And they're helping, you know, he says he needs a little help, you know, fixing up, putting, you know, uh, television screens up and all that. And Dr. Eugene was like, well, I know how to do all that kind of stuff. I'm a handyman, so I can do that. And you, he went right on and did it. Dr. Damon said, look, I'm not really good at this kind of stuff. And that's fine. And they're talking about, you know, uh, I think Eugene was like, so you're going to share an office with your wife? He said, now, how, how do you think that's going to work out? And he's like, well, we're going to be part time. And, you know, we're, you know, I don't know how it's going to work. You know, I'm, I'm going to wish for the best and all that good stuff. And, you know, Dr. Dame is like, uh, OK, you know, they're looking at this like that. ain't going if if he, if they have not worked through their issues, this is going to really exasperate it. This is not a good idea. And we see Dr. Damon even talking to um, Heavenly in the confessionals like, yeah, no, nah, we don't need to work together. <laughs> it's best that we are apart. And I would agree with that. I, I think that for me, you know, I need my space anyway. So working with my husband would not be the ideal. I, I mm -mm, No thank you to that. And Scott talked about how he's no longer going to therapy. He doesn't really think he needs it. And well, you know, if he feels like the where he's been going hasn't really improved upon anything for him, he hasn't learned anything new, he's not gaining anything from it, then maybe he should give the therapy a break. But I don't think he should stop it altogether. Maybe that therapist isn't the one for him. Um, I don't know. You know, when it comes to him and Contessa, you know, they've been, you know, because Contessa, we saw her talking to her um, Scott's niece and, and, you know, saying how they've been married 10 years and everything's nothing much has changed. For whatever reason, they're not on the same page. And I don't know what that is. So I guess that's going to be what we're going to hear all season is how they're going to try to work to get back on the same page. I'm guessing. We'll see. We also see a scene where Heavenly goes over to Jackie's house and they're having lunch and, you know, Heavenly wants Jackie to talk to Simone and Heavenly admits, she said, look, I went over to Simone's house and, you know, we came to an understanding about each other. And I think that, you know, the two of you can do the same thing. Y'all, you need to sit down and have a conversation, figure out where things went wrong and try to work through it. You should give her a call. So Jackie was like, OK, you know, I'll give her a call. She calls her. Simone, Simone's response was like, okay, well, let me just make sure you understand something. Just because I'm agreeing to speak to you doesn't mean that things are going to work itself out. Doesn't mean that we're going to be on the same page. Doesn't mean that we're going to be back friends again. It just means that we're going to have a conversation. Don't set your expectations up too high. I'm like, ooh, okay. Dr. Jackson was like, mm. she caught it. She caught it. She was like, you know, uh, I'm going to go into it and, and say what I got to say. And I guess it's like, hey, you know, it might turn out positive. It might not. And, you know, that's unfortunate. You know, after 20 years of being friends, you are no longer friends anymore. And it's unclear as to why you're not friends, because you, you, it can't be because Dr. Jackie and, 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 and Heavenly became friends. I don't see how one would have anything to do with the other. But I don't know. Um so we'll see when they do have their conversation. We're going to see how that works itself out, you know, because that's, but Dr. Heavenly, not Heavenly, uh, Simone was very clear, like, girl, don't, don't get your hopes up. It may or may not work out. Mm. So we also get a chance to see, um, 
oh, I forget where I'm going to go here. Well, I guess we can go to Simone, Miles, Michael, and uh, Simone's husband, Cecil, taking Michael to Lee College. And they got all this stuff packed up. Um, they're on the road. And the brothers are in are in the Jeep, and then Simone and Cecil are in another their their car or their van or whatever SUV, and they're talking about it, and they're having very different conversations because Simone is like, well, life is going to be very different. Um, you know, he's going to a place where there aren't that many black people. Um, he's not used to that coming from Atlanta. Now he's going to this part of Tennessee. I, you know, I'm hoping that he is, you know, very careful, you know, but a reality check is going to occur. And so it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm concerned as well, but, you know, I would have liked for him to go to an HBCU. I really would have, but we know he has a love for basketball. This was an opportunity at this, this school presented itself. So this is where he's going to be for right now, you know, and I do believe that Michael is going to be successful. Now, they also talk about Miles a little bit more. And Simone's like, you know what? I used to, um, you know, be concerned about making sure that Miles was doing his studies and everything. And, you know, by the time I started really checking up on him a lot, you know, it was too late. So here's what I'm getting from the situation with Miles. Um, Miles didn't do his part academically. Miles probably got placed on academic probation. This is my assessment. I'm not saying this is what really happened, but I'm guessing that Miles did not do very well academically. And I think that with the amount of money that Cecil and Simone are paying, they said, look, we're not paying for you to get these type of grades. We'd much rather you come back home, maybe go to school close to the home where I can watch you and get on you about your, your studies because we're not, this is too much money that we're paying and you're not doing and applying yourself the way you should be applying yourself. That's what I think the conversation was. Um, Miles got, got to school and didn't have any interest in school and there you have it. Now, I don't know if Miles was actually partying a lot. I don't know, but I do know this. They ain't paying for D's and F's. And if that's what Michael, I mean, Miles was bringing, uh-uh. So supposedly he went to, he's at Georgia State, I guess. He's, he's also working. So they give him a year to get himself together. I don't think that Miles is interested in further school. Um, I just don't get it, you know. And, and there are other options for him besides school. Uh, what that is, I don't know. But I don't think school is what he wants to do. I don't think he has any interest in school whatsoever. I think school's like a, yeah, is a yeah, whatever situation. That's just my guess. So anyway, they get down to the school. They, they uh, unpack and get Michael set up. And, you know, Michael is interested in the ladies, of course. <laughs> but like uh, Cecil was telling Simone, Mike, Michael has, uh, you know, his, his circumstances are very different from Miles. Michael is down there as a student athlete. So he has um, people around him that's 
going to be very serious about him being about the studies. Because in order to be a student athlete, you got to make certain grades. So if he wants to play basketball, he's going to have to have the, the right grades to remain on the team. So, yeah, his circumstances are very different. So we're going to see how that works out for him. And like I said, I think it's going to work out in his favor. I think he's going to be very successful. So, you know, um, they have a little lunch and then, you know, they go on about, they, you know, go going back to Atlanta. Um, so good luck, you know, uh, Michael, on your, uh, your endeavors. We also get to Dr. Heavenly. Heavenly, um, oldest son is he, I think he is graduating or did graduate from Georgia State University. And he decided he wants to become a dentist. And, and Heavenly was very clear. She said, look, I did not put any pressure on any of my kids to follow in my footsteps. This is something that he wanted to do. Great. I'll give him an internship. He can come into the office. He can, you know, learn the tricks of the trade. And she said, as a dentist, I can teach him additional things that they don't teach you in dental school. I loved it. You know, he came by the office. He was there. She explained all the different instruments and things of that nature. Uh, she had her patient. Remember the young lady who got hurt in um, Chicago? Got a tooth knocked out or whatever by a police officer. Uh, so she's back in now because she had a temporary put in. She's back in now to get a permanent tooth placed in. And he's watching, you know, the whole process and everything. So, you know, he's looking to move into that direction, you know, eventually. And I think, you know, working with his mom and watching and observing, taking notes and all that is going to work out in his favor. So that was good. The last thing here. So Dr. Eugene is taking testosterone. I don't know how old he is. I guess in his early, well, he's in his early 40s. I remember when he had his 40th birthday party. So he's early 40s. And, you know, um, as men get older, just like with women, they start to lose testosterone. And um, so they go through the change just like women do. Okay. That, that's, and that's what he's explaining. He said they, they, the sex drive decreases and they don't have the energy that they would like to have. And so it's a, just like women go through and do estrogen um, replacement or estrogen, you know, hormone replacement therapy. They do the same. Some men do the exact same thing. And he's taking testosterone to, you know, help him. And, and so, um, you know, he asked, um, Toya to inject him on the buttocks. And so she was a little nervous. I don't blame her. I, I would have been too, but he was like, you know, I've been doing my legs and stuff like that. I want to give them a break and do it from a different area. So she did it, you know, whatever. Um, but I did like the fact that he explained, you know, um, men taking testosterone and because it's not something you hear about. You don't see a lot of advertisements for, hormonal replacement therapy for men. You only see it for women. You got all kind of ads that you see on the internet, that you see on television talking about menopause and, you know, what to expect and here's this type of medication to take and all this kind of stuff, but you rarely hear about men. So I really appreciate them, them doing this. That was really cool. Um, showing that. So that's really the episode. I think I, I've covered everything. Uh, it was a pretty good episode. I mean, I, I, overall, um, it, it wasn't really a heavy drama-filled episode. We got some good stories going on here. I think uh, with Eugene um, being very open about the testosterone treatment, I really appreciated that. I think that um, um, the Simone and Dr. Jackie situation 
I would like to know what really is the problem there because I don't get it. They're going to have to explain that one to me. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Talk to you later.